it was just a couple of weeks ago when Ford said that they're pausing work on the construction of their Blue Oval EV battery plant in Marshall until, quote, we're confident about our ability to competitively run the plant. And I thought the word competitively was very interesting. In the meantime, that project, Ford, was awarded roughly $1.7 billion in state funding to conduct that project through the Strategic Outreach and Attraction Reserve Fund, or the SOAR Fund. And now, with that project being put on hold, there's a couple of uh, pieces of legislation floating about in Lansing that would either return a huge chunk of that money that was being earmarked for Ford in this project, and that would also add some accountability to projects that are being considered for state funding through the SOAR fund. State Representative Ann Bolin out of Michigan's 49th District joins us. Representative, good to have you. Uh, good to be here. So I, 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 first I want to start with, of that $1.7-ish billion in, in state funds, how much of it was Ford able to unlock as that project got started with the with the uh, the 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 early building stages of that facility out in the Marshall area. Well, we uh, believe that there is about seven hundred and seventy-two million, roughly, you know, uh, half, if you will, that's basically out the door. And so that's why, uh, as part of this package, we have what we kind of refer to as a clawback or a negative supplemental that bring the money back to the general fund until it is determined that this project is absolutely going to move forward. And when you and, say, when, wait, when you say out the door, do you mean that's it's gone? Like it's 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 not recoupable. Well, it has been dispersed, and in accordance with the agreement, what happens is the legislature appropriates the money uh, into the SOAR fund, and then the appropriations committee says yes for the release of the SOAR money to be to fund a particular project. Okay, uh, I will tell you that this particular project uh, went through. Um, several hours of testimony, and it was certainly voted out of the Appropriations Committee along party lines. And so it has, in the agreements, there's certain timelines or benchmarks. And so as those benchmarks are realized, the money is, the SOAR money, once appropriated and approved by the Appropriations Committee, goes to the Michigan Strategic Fund, and then they release it upon the benchmarks. So what this legislation will do is, one, the money that has not been dispersed through the Department of Treasury would go back to the general fund. And two, companion bills, they're not tie-barred, but they go along with the conversation. One would uh, require that if a project is canceled or placed on indefinite hold, the money reverts back to the general fund. So we should not be putting money uh, in in reserves for a project that maybe never will come to fruition. But if that, uh, if, if that money was certain. brought back to the general fund, would there be a, a hold on it there, or could that be spent... Uh, as could, part of the general fund? It could be spent okay. elsewhere. It would not be committed to this project. You okay. basically claw back the commitment to this particular project. It also calls for any monies that are yet to be dispersed for any related projects. So uh, we had a similar amount of money that was actually going to be given to MEDA or the uh, Marshall Area uh, Economic Development Alliance. And so... Uh, in this case, and in any case, if there was money that was going to 
an accessory use, if you will, related to the main project, that money also would, if the project's not going forward, why would we spend the money on accessory projects? So what are you hearing uh, on this project? Obviously, there was some 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 controversy surrounding it, but but what are you hearing from this? Was, was, it, was this a result of Ford being in, you know, some pretty intense contract negotiations with the UAW? Or was there a decision made to to maybe walk this project back? What are you hearing? Well, I'm hearing two things. So one is uh, really uh, in more of a minor way, the UAW strike. But what is concerning is other of all of the other labor related policies that are moving through uh, the state legislature. Um, you know, that the government would come in and say what a employer has to provide in the way of benefits, uh, prevailing wage contracts. Uh, certainly have an impact on this. Uh, we used to once be a, a right-to-work state, and uh, the prevailing wage contracts have increased the cost of the project. Uh, some of the very aggressive energy policies uh, come into play. It increases costs to build a business, do business, and stay in business. And so I think that that's more of uh, the, the greater concern right now, if you will, over the UAW strike. Uh, uh, ha- have you talked to lawmakers on the other side of the aisle? Is this something there's an appetite for, the, these these pieces of legislation? Well, I have talked to people on the other side of the aisle, but there doesn't seem to be an appetite for it. And uh, we see that because moving through the Senate actually are some bills to redefine the SOAR fund and uh, basically would remove a lot of the accountability and uh, the measurement and benchmarks, if you will, because another bill in this package would require that the independent auditor general would go in and do an annual audit of the disbursements through the SOAR fund. I think it's important that the taxpayers know, one, that we're investing wisely. Uh, There should be a return on the investment. In my opinion, this was not a great return on the investment for Michigan taxpayers. That's why I voted no. But more importantly, that uh, if the decision is to invest, that uh, we're actually – they're being invested exactly where the agreements call for them to be invested. Is is there a worry that if if – depending on the legislature's posture on these types of deals or if this particular deal doesn't go through – is there a worry that Michigan loses out on future projects like this? I personally don't think that this is going to cause us to lose future projects. I think that we have to take a very realistic look at what the business environment here is in Michigan. We cannot continue to socially engineer projects and attract the projects because we're willing to socially engineer. So when I say socially engineer, I'm talking about uh, – you know, making a more urban transit and a particular kind of housing coming into communities, uh, the community should determine really what their vision is for their their area. And uh, it makes sense for projects to be cited where there is existing infrastructure or where it can be expanded, not necessarily to build new. Uh, why we see them going to the outer areas is because it's less expensive. They don't have the regulations, the taxes, um, the burden of uh, a sole investment. So. I think we have to be very realistic about our workforce, uh, you know, where we're going, uh, how we're going to work collaboratively, and really how we're going to let the economy be driven by the free market, not the expanse of government. Real quick, I, I have just about a minute left here. Is, is there also something that maybe could be done on the front end of these deals? I, I don't think it's fair to hold any company maybe hostage over 
over a project like mm-hmm. this. But I think it's fair to ask a company if they're willing to come in here and make this type of investment. Um, I, I think it would be prudent to to hold them to that standard. Is there something that we can do on the front of these deals to ensure that they get they get done? Absolutely. So, uh, and that was the intention of the SOAR project, so uh, the SOAR fund. I would say that what we have with the SOAR fund is a lot more accountability and uh, tools for measurement than we ever did in the past. It is still corporate welfare, whether we individually agree with it or against it, all right? Sure. We don't have the ability to overturn it at this point. We do need to be attractive. We have to be able to compete. But this puts benchmarks. This puts more accountability. And I, people- I I think that is something that a lot of folks, especially with this project, being put on pause, whether it's long-term, short-term, we don't know. I, I think those parameters, I think, is something that is going to be pretty appealing to a lot of folks. Uh, Representative Ann Bolin, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Have a great day. You do the same. 800-859-0957. Do you like the idea of parameters being set for businesses on projects like this. We'll get to your calls, your texts, coming up next here on JR Afternoon.